Welcome to Third Tuesday Conversation, a monthly podcast that focuses on the ministry of faith formation with children, youth, and families in ELCA congregations. Our goal is to engage in conversations that strengthen and empower your ministry world. This podcast is produced by the ELCA Youth Ministry Network. I'm Danica Olson. I'm Elizabeth Pedersen. And I'm Adam Butler. Hello, everyone. Hey. hey. What's happening, friends? Well, we turned the calendar to August, so fall is here. Yep. <laughs> fall is here. Summer's <laughs> over. So summer's done and fall is here. Ready or not, which feels a little bit where I'm at right now. Ready or not. Not. Yeah. Emphasis on the not. <laughs> I was telling the people the other day that uh, and that kind of seems to be a a question of like, so what's like summer like for you? That kind of stuff. And I don't know. I I was trick myself into thinking that it's going to be something different and it's not. Did I already say that? Did I say ta- this the last ta- we, time? Yeah, the we talked about that on our summer episode. It's still true. Everything we still said last true, month. I guess. I mean, <laughs> t- cut this out. Leave it in. I don't care what you do. I But I already said it. The same thing's true. So here we go. I said I said it on the podcast. I said it to a bunch of people. I'm saying it again. I just I stand by your man of your word. <laughs> I, I am. I have no new. I have no new original ideas. Uh, everything's the same. <laughs> just on loop. <laughs> just I'm, I'm on. You're a walking on boomerang video. <laughs> yeah. So today's oh, podcast topic is going to be COVID. What do we do next? <laughs> If you didn't notice, that was the topic of a lot of our podcasts uh, uh, throughout the uh, 2021 and 2020 of ministry. Um, what do we do now? Oh my gosh! What's next? Where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, go? that's there's the question. It's that's a perpetual it. question. <laughs> Where uh, do we good. go from here? Where do we go from here? I don't think we have time for that. Is right. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question, but. At least uh, everyone's smiling, right? <laughs> so I'm just so glad to see you too. Yeah. Same. Oh. Since we were together last, I went on a youth trip, which hadn't happened in, you know, a few years. Yeah. So that was fun. And kids just continue to be awesome. Mm. I really love them. Yeah. They ask good questions. They're freaking funny. And I don't know. I just think... We have so much to learn from them. Mm-hmm. We just shut up, and get out of the way. Yeah. So yeah, I think that has been uh, a really good thing about this summer is that even though COVID still rages on for a mm-hmm. lot of folks, it's been good to see that uh, that part, at least you know the the extremes of that you know, been more under control, but, um, what's been fun about the the summer is just kind of being reminded that it's really cool to be with people, you know, mm-hmm. that, that, uh, you know, in the, the youth world that, you know, it's been really fun to be at camp again and to like, mm-hmm. just hang with, hang with kids and to, yeah, be inspired by their questions and their oddities and just the wonder of, of young people. But, you know, I, I'm not directly in that in that world all the time anymore. And so 
just building on what you said, Danica, it's just been a real pleasure to just be with people again Mm -hmm. and to just be reminded of what it feels like to be in community with others because I missed that. Mm-hmm. And also anyone else, I have like zero stamina left in me. Like, I, I mean, I fully understand that I'm nearly three years older than the last time I took a youth trip, but wow, did it take me a long time to recover? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, wow, I used to just like sleep for 10 hours and be good to go. And now I'm like, for sure, I'm going to need at least seven to 10 business days. <laughs> Thank for you. Sure. Definitely. I, I tagged along on a Valley Fair trip. Mm-hmm. So Valley Fair is an amusement park in Minnesota, like Disneyland, Disneyland like light. Flags. Yeah. It's not kind Disneyland. Six flags ish. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, and, um, and I like, didn't, I was, I was kind of made into like a where's Waldo. Like if you could find me and go for a ride, you get points and stuff. Nice. Um, so I spent, I largely spent the day by myself, which was like kind of weird and lonely, <laughs> but also kind of nice. Um, but, um, I mean, I was like, I, I felt like I was going, like my legs were going to fall off and that like, I couldn't catch my breath. I mean, I was, I was good. I was healthy, but like, I mean, it is a lot of work. Oh. I know. I mean, when you're used to like hanging out in your pajama pants and Netflixing the day away, it's like, wow, this is a lot of work. Yeah. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You hear you. It's all gone. Yep. I feel like COVID aged us all like very quickly like benjamin button style (laughs) we are all very old now (laughs) that's that's the opposite of benjamin button (laughs) oh shoot (laughs) i saw elizabeth no nobody can see this but i saw elizabeth's face when you said benjamin button she kind of went uh but you knew what i meant you knew what i meant yeah i I mean, mean Just as far as like the time weirdness. I didn't say aging which direction. (laughs) Mm. How about Indiana Jones when the guy drinks from the Holy Grail? Sure. That guy ages fast. Oh, yes. That. That's what I meant to say. That one. Okay. That one. (laughs) All right. Let's transition. Can we transition? Please make it quick. It has been. Roughly a month by the time this podcast comes out, it's been roughly a month since um, the James Webb NASA telescope released these images from outer space. I don't, I mean, I think it's outer space. It's hard to say, like, is it the current outer space or it's like the past outer space? Oh, it's like, yeah. not really what it is right now, but it's, I mean, incredible stuff to say Crazy. the least. But we thought it would be a worthwhile conversation to uh, wonder out loud so that maybe we can encourage some other wondering out loud with your own networks or um, eventually maybe young people, what this means for um, faith, what it means for 
the questions we have around God and creation, what it means to be confused and <laughs> that be okay. Cause I, I will just speak personally when these images came out, I had this simultaneous feeling of incredible wonder and just like fascination. And my mind was racing with all of this, just all of the possibilities and all the, I mean, and the pictures themselves are just gorgeous, just amazing. And then also I had this like pressure on my chest feeling of like, nothing matters. This is all pointless. And also a little bit of, and and with that pressure on my chest, a bit of terror that like something about this proves everything that I believe in wrong in some way. Interesting. It's, and I don't know if it's, (laughs) I don't know if it's like the fact that this is only the tip of the iceberg in terms of what this telescope can do that makes me like, they're for sure going to find something that <laughs> that destroys everything that I've ever known or believed in. But I just, I thought it was worth a conversation because we have talked on this podcast before about the intersection of science and faith and what that means. And I think this is a really important one for us to uh, address because I think our young people, especially when it comes to outer space, that part of science, it's a, one, a really fascinating for, thing for them, and two, creates a ton of big questions that mm-hmm. either we are equipped to answer or very much not equipped to answer. And I, I, I wonder what this, what this means for us in our own personal lives, but also in ministry. Yeah, I think for me, when I saw the, the images, I felt, I mean, incredibly small. Right, that like, what we think we know about life and the universe and the created world or created creation (laughs) is like, I mean, we know so little about it. And that is, there was a little bit of, for me, a little bit of like, oh my gosh, I literally know nothing. But also that maybe, I don't know if it's the same or different. In the sense that, like, I felt so in awe of how big God is. So for me, it didn't necessarily bring up questions of, like nothing matters, but just that, like, we only know, I can't even like equate a measurement to it. We only know so little about the large, largeness, <laughs> about the vastness of God and God's love and God's imagination and God's image. Like I, for me, it didn't necessarily create a crisis of faith. It created a like deeper sense of wonder of like trying to wrap my head around. I'm looking backwards in time, in the present moment. It like felt a little bit like a movie to me. (laughs) Did, Did anybody else have this moment where it was just like, I don't even know how to think about what I'm thinking about and looking at mm-hmm. <laughs> because it I'm I'm looking at a picture of something what was it 14 billion 13 billion years ago I think 13 billion years ago I mean like what I 
that's just mind blowing. So I think for me, it's like, there was a, there was a little humbling of like, I think I know a lot of things until I learn. I don't know anything about anything. Mm -hmm. You. Yeah. I mean, I think there's definitely some of that. It's a, it's, there's this black hole I can go into if I think too hard about things like time. If I think too hard about time, mm, ever since I was a teenager myself, like thinking about how time will continue to go on forever and like and after I die, that is so mind bendy. And what is life and where am I going to go? That is one thing. And then this is thinking about the other galaxies that are out there and then being able to look and see other planets that have water on them i and like just to try to wrap my head a little bit around truly how small we are it just leads me back to why 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 are we here and what is the point of all of this honestly the entire universe cannot I mean, could it possibly be only for humanity? So why? Because, you know, human, we're pretty sure that everything's about us. Totally. <laughs> right? We're totally. pretty sure. But then, yeah. So as, as, as you said, Adam, like, what does that do for what we believe about God? Well, and don't you think, I mean, this, this inevitably, if it doesn't come up organically, which I would be hard pressed to think that it's not going to bring up some existential questions in our kids. Right. But like, how do we approach this in faith formation to like let people wonder in the same ways that we are wondering, but doing it in such a way that doesn't create extra questions and doubt about what is a lifetime and why do we live it? And who is the living God actually? And I, feel like if we're doing it right, that's the only place we can go because I mean, we, I hope so. we don't have the answers mm-hmm. and any like, you know, beware of any church who is willing mm-hmm. to say, this is the answer because right. that is, I mean, how are we supposed to know? So, but you know, kids who are in our churches are going to bump up to kids who are in other churches who tell them this is what this means, or this is what this is. And so how do we come alongside the certainty and speak yeah how do you how do you speak to that when yeah. there are particular christian denominations who will say here's the answers i wonder though i mean in my own experience with questions that kids have had over the years it's it's usually when we try to make an assertion that they go um i don't know so i'm not so afraid of yeah. of there of people of our of our young people being exposed to opinions that are certain because mm-hmm. they're they're the best ones at saying yeah i don't know about that <laughs> and so i wonder if if part of our role what we can give and what we can offer to our young people is is the um i don't know if you'd call this a skill or the practice of becoming uh comfortable with uncertainty mm-hmm. and what is that in a life of faith, like how, because there is no certainty to be had. Well, maybe there's a couple things, but what are they? And then how do you, how do you live with it? 
Yeah, because I would hope that there is some certainty within faith if we're believing in like the what God has accomplished through Christ and the resurrection and the hope, the certainty of hope and things like that. I do I do think that probably the most difficult thing for me as a leader in the church is is what this has the the kind of I mean, I'll be honest, the kind of crisis of faith that it is elicited in me around what does this life mean? And I have organized so much of my belief around a, a life of meaning within the church, within the like the body of, of Christ, within that kind of framework. And does any of that disappear because I'm looking through a telescope to 13.1 billion years before I've, I've existed. And so if that's what I'm looking at, if the things that I'm seeing in that image are like 4.6 billion years old, that galaxy could be burned out by now. It could have held life and it could have not. I don't, I don't know. Like, does it change? what I believe about God and our chosenness. If there's a galaxy that exists 4.6 billion years ago, that included life. What does that, what does that tell us about faith? I mean, I, if it's not obvious to the podcast listener, I am reeling from this because I just, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm already struggling with a, with a, a world that, doesn't find meaning within the Christian story the way that the way that we once did. Um, and yet there's still something there to be found within this context, but it's a hard place to be as we wonder about the meaning of this story to people's actual lives here on this planet. What does a meaningful life look like? for just this like split second that we're, that we're here. Well, one of the articles I was reading about the images from the telescope, one part of it was about how great this is for, for the universe uh, to contribute to like the self-awareness of the universe. And I thought that was so cool that like we, this idea that, we now, us humans in this place and time, are seeing these images and learning these things about the universe, how that contributes to, in a positive way to the universe as a whole to learn about itself. Whoa! And, and learning about, maybe learning about God too, right? Like that learning about God in a bigger way than we've ever um, had our heads wrapped around does something just in itself for the, the the universe as a whole. That's just so interesting. And as <clears throat> as a Christian person, I think I get hooked by the narrative of like we're so small, and yet Jesus died for me, for you for us that the universe is so 
big we can't even comprehend it, and yet we're important enough to exist. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I, I Go the there. Part, I, let's talk the about part, it. That's the part that I, it's it's that uh, that's the part that is blowing my head. I just like. I, I don't think I have any problem personally with the with making the leap to the creativity of the universe being being gods like that that i think that i think is is not a leap that's hard for for me in terms of what i believe about god's creation of the universe and and things like that the challenge i think to me comes like scripturally you know the story that is uh the the biblical story that exists like only on this planet and how that relates to other galaxies and other planets if there's life somewhere else which i mean at this point can you say that there isn't i mean we'd be kind of in, kind of naive to believe that there isn't something happening somewhere else in the 13 14 billion years that it's existed and so what is our individual biblical story like how does that exist within this this whole realm? I mean, I guess this is kind of silly. Like I'm acting like some of this stuff is new information. Like there's been a lot of people who have been like, yeah, I mean the the universe is billions of years old. Like this doesn't work anymore. I don't know why this has changed. Like it hasn't really like changed me completely. But I'm 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 in a place where I'm kind of wondering like how and I and I think our people will wonder this too, especially the ones who are kind of on the fringes anyway. What does this mean for our individual biblical story that exists kind of only be like on this planet? Where do we go from there? Is it problematic? Fence anymore. (laughs) Is it problematic? This is a genuine question. If God's story proceeds, because we know it does, the written biblical narrative and that God is at work and has been at work for billions of years before our knowing, is that problematic to what you've just named here about this, the scripture narrative, the, the written down piece? Like, does that actually, is it, is it problematic? And I'm genuinely curious what you think about that. Like, are there other civilizations? Most certainly, yes. Like, and if if they, if that creative version of God, God's image, have a knowing of God as well, is that problematic to you and your knowing of God on this day of 2022? No. I mean, I think that's, that's the part where, again, I don't really necessarily have the, the, the difficulty making the leap to a, a God whose creativity expands far beyond my understanding that Mm -hmm. part, that part lines up, I guess 
I guess maybe it's it's the challenge of being a leader in the church that makes me feel the this necessity to defend this the biblical story to the extent that like hmm. no but this is also true but i like the but way we, that you i like the way that you framed it in terms of like the biblical story might be humanity's uh or like this earth's knowing knowing of god's story and how we have interacted with it but that that story goes beyond our own story and beyond our understanding. I mean, that's an easier that's an easier way into it. You're talking me off the ledge a little bit. Well, and I also think like you can come at it the other way too. That like we know so much about the living God after the biblical narrative ends. Right. So like in terms of God's creativity and the the story of God in God's self, I mean, the timeline of the Bible and what we know to be, you know, you can go with the capital T, a small T truth that exists in scripture, we know is not the, the fullness of God's story. We know God to be at work still today. Mm-hmm. And the biblical narrative ended long, long ago. So if you think about it in that way, that like, it's a written, um, it's a news article <laughs> of God's story in, you know, the biggest library you could ever imagine. And it, I don't know. I mean, and I can only speak for myself, but <clears throat> we've been doing this with kids forever, talking about the creation, you know, the creation story is not about seven 24 hour days. So we don't even ourselves in that telling of the biblical narrative know actually what it means when we say that. How many billions? I mean, we've talked about it as millions maybe of years, but maybe how many tens of billions of years is each day of creation? Or I don't know. um, The biblical narrative as written ended long ago as well, which doesn't Mm -hmm. negate its importance or it's, I don't want to say the word proof because that's not what I am going for, but the story lives on, but it's not written down per se. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like that. And I I think that's, uh, those are, those are good ways of entering into these conversations is to throw out our understanding of time and our understanding of story understanding of being chosen. Cause I think that in some ways that is one of the parts that is a struggle is that this story is specifically for us mm-hmm. and this earth and this planet. And that could also mean other planets and other universes and other things that like that part is kind of hard to reconcile, Mm. but it, I mean, the more you talk about this being one piece of the story, the more I, the more it it makes sense to me that there could be other, there could be other narratives about God's interaction with other universes and galaxies. and And maybe there are humans on other planets. Like maybe humanity isn't just about earth. 
I mean, maybe. I mean, I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think there's that piece, too, that like while it includes us, it doesn't exclude us. But I thought it was just about us, Danica. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God. Uh, and but I th- I do think that that's probably the crisis for for a lot of people, and the and one of the hardest barriers to get up and over is that mm-hmm. the biblical narrative of, of what we've decided is like is God's interaction with humanity here on earth is like the story like the one Mm -hmm. and it's just bigger than that i think this is the important piece i want to lift the curtain a little bit to say why we chose to we didn't talk about this before we got on the recording intentionally but part of the reason that we're we were interested in having this conversation in a public forum is that we feel like it is important that you think about these things before you're working them out with others. <laughs> like, I so appreciate that you just said you're losing your ever living brains about this and like how we have faith filled dialogue, but it's important to like sit with it for a minute, take a beat and go, what do I actually think about this and how will I respond when inevitably a question like this comes up when I'm standing in front of a confirmation class and have to respond on the spot. Right. So I, I mean, part of this is an invitation that we hope that you'll think about this before that happens. And maybe there'll be an organic and wonderful moment where you haven't fully thought it through and you have to think about it on the spot, (laughs) but whatever the case might be, I think it's helpful also as a faith practice to like be filled with wonder and not just be the people who spew the uh, platitudes or these like religious adjacent ideas about big stuff. I think that's a really important point and one that is important to embrace as we go into our upcoming year where we're going to get a lot of people back and a part of things that they'll come with these questions and these wonderings. And it is important to think through these things or to have these kind of dialogues with other people in ministry or other people that you trust so that you can wrestle through some of the, the wonderings that you have, because I'm not, I personally, I mean, clearly after listening to this podcast, we haven't figured it out. Like clearly I am immune to like crises of faith or not immune. Did I say immune? Not immune Um, to crises of faith based on this, these big, big things because they're big. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just, that's just it. And so I can feel at the same time, just like huge awe filled wonder about all of this. And and go, wow, God is incredible. And also kind of wonder about what it means to me as as someone who's trying to find meaning in this life for the short little blip that I'm here. And then relay that meaning to the people around me. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is important to work some of that 
stuff out so that you can be vulnerable with people about like your own misgivings or your not misgivings, but your own uh, doubts and your own questions and your own wonders about it while also trying to be able to bring it into focus a little bit and not just leave it wide open and, and leave people feeling as if nothing means anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, that's not where we want to leave people, obviously, just like wondering, God, does any of this mean anything? Um, because in a lot of ways, this means so much. I mean, the some of the the articles that I was reading too, I mean, we're all about like the the triumph of humanity in this telescope being able to see so far back in history and that everybody's working together on it. And like, this is going to tell us all sorts of stuff about our universe and the inspiration that this gives so many people to, to wonder about big things. Like this is all in all a really good thing. Mm-hmm. I think this conversation this specifically the conversation we're having right this minute, but also the conversation as a whole helps me to think about how we might posture other big and hard conversations. Like, like I could have listened to you say nothing matters and this, you know, have your, your crises and meet it with defensiveness. But instead I chose to like, lend you some curiosity, like, well, what if, or how about, or could you potentially think about it in this way, rather than making your thoughts, feelings, struggles, something I have to defend or something I have to convince you of, right? Like this is not a conversation that we maybe need to practice only around the universe. (laughs) This is about so many things that are going on in our world right now that if we lent each other some curiosity rather than trying to prove a point or push an agenda or convince somebody of something, we might actually learn perspective and learn some softer ways of being with each other than I'm right and you're wrong or how you're so stupid. How could you think that? Or do you know what, does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I, I feel like maybe there has, or could have been a point in my life where me hearing you say, what does it even any of this mean? And like, what does this mean about the biblical narrative and whatever that I could have been like, what do you mean? What does it mean? Like, I could have, you know, come at you and said, well, you're just, you're just stupid for thinking that, (laughs) but instead I could take a beat and say, well, but what if, what if this, or what about that? I don't know. I, well, let's be clear about one thing here is that, yes, I am stupid when it comes to, (laughs) we don't um, say that in this house, but that's, (laughs) um, yeah, that, that could that could be the way that people are received in these kinds of conversations. And that would be that would be incorrect. I I can't begin to know all of the possibilities for explaining all of this or how it can be understood through the lens of faith. I mean, that's why we need people around us so that mm-hmm. we can we can ask those questions and and say, well, how about if you thought about it 
in this way because I honestly, I mean, it's it's helpful. It doesn't completely solve. Well, the and it doesn't even things. have to change you, but right. But in in order for me to actually hear what you're saying, I have to ask some more questions versus respond to you with an answer. And I think as Christian public leaders, sometimes we think that other people are expecting us to come up with the response and an answer rather than come up with more questions to help get at what is actually at the crux of your initial question or your coming unglued about this, you know? I think it's not our call to have the answers or to like tie it up in a cute little bow. And that's where I think we can be leaders in not only positioning ourselves in a place not of definitive knowing, but fostering uh, space for curious conversation, but also Danica, you were just talking, you were saying it in a different context earlier about how great it was to be with young people again and to hear their questions and, you know, and, and learn from them. And I think that's the other key is that we have so many young people in our midst who are constantly looking at this stuff, constantly digging into it, constantly um, immersed in not only the now real existing multiverse but also like the marvel multiverse but like this kind of way of thinking is not new to uh our young people the way it might be new to somebody like me which i mean it is this is not this is new to me and so not only do we get to not be the people who know everything we also get to learn from the from the people who do know a lot more than us and how does that then affect the kind of uh, narrative around God and humanity when we allow for that kind of thing to take place as well, that we are not all knowing. And actually we have people in our midst who are kind of all knowing, not all knowing, but you know what I mean? Know a lot more than we do. Correct. No differently than we do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's completely embracing the idea that, well, we're trying to wrap our heads around how we on earth have our own experience of the universe and life and God. Each of us humans also have our own experience of the, those same things. And the more we can do to embrace that and to be curious, as you said, Danica, and then practice being comfortable with uncertainty. And then I'll and right along with that, resting in what we do know is true. Mm. The the better we can set, no, just the better, the better. Yeah. I love it. I also love it. <laughs> it is, that's the, I think that's ultimately the conclusion here is that I love, personally, I love learning about this stuff and I love the opportunities we get to wonder with, peers but also young people about what this this stuff means because i mean these these pictures i mean if god is in charge of that (laughs) 
oh, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. What a God. And that also God would create us with little brains that like make a telescope can like look out into that creation so far that we can get a glimpse of 13.1 billion years ago god yeah i mean incredible incredible just absolutely love it it's terrifying <laughs> and also wonderful <laughs> that's about that about sums up youth ministry right there yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, uh, that's a good conversation i i feel like I just scratched the surface um, about this topic with some of the kids on our youth trip as we're stargazing. And I mean, I can't wait to have even further conversation with them because it was just so inspiring. I don't, it was, it was really, I mean, to listen to the questions and, but also maybe some of the assertions that, they bring um to this unknown stuff is pretty cool and i guess maybe that's an invitation to listen to those among you who are already thinking about and already have some curiosity and some maybe terror but also joy around what this might mean for our life together yeah So let that be it, podcast listeners, an invitation to conversations like this. I don't imagine you learned anything from me today, uh, (laughs) but hopefully you learned something from Danica's uh, um, uh, willingness to to wonder and to open up different frames of reference. And um, ultimately, I think sometimes when we do conversations like this as a podcast team, that uh, we're hoping that... um, that it can be an example or an inspiration to, to enter into conversations like this with a, with a, uh, you know, a position of compassion and understanding and also a willingness to, to go to places that, you know, aren't always fully uh, gone to. That was a really terrible sentence, but there you go. I appreciate this uh, with the both of you and I appreciate all the work that, you all uh, ministry leaders are doing out in the world and bless you as you enter this year. And um, as you enter into conversations like this with your young people, before we go uh, a few announcements for you, there is a ton of stuff for you to use on the network website and Martin's list. There's lots of resources, training materials, and other pieces that you can make your work easier. So make sure you visit the site and see what is available to you. Maybe they even have some answers about the universe in Martin's list. Maybe check it out. Maybe Who knows? Uh, We're also collecting data for the network's annual salary survey data that we collect now will be released in the fall and will help you and you and your congregation. As you talk about budgets and compensations, please go to elcaymnet.org slash survey and take the salary survey today. 
The network has restructured its membership levels. All of the same resources that have been available for free in the past are still available, but at a new free basic membership level. And all the resources that were available at a paid membership level still are. For more information on the new structure, you can go to elcaymnet.org slash membership. The extravaganza planning team has been working hard as they prep for the 2023 extravaganza. They've identified four learning tracks, which you can learn more about on the network website. More information will be up there soon, but registration will open July 1st, and you can read all about those tracks when you register. Thanks to everyone who is a member of the network. Your membership makes things like this podcast and all the other resources that the network puts together possible. If you're not a member, we encourage you to be one. Go ahead and go to the website to join and check out those membership levels. Thanks so much for listening. New podcasts will be released on the third Tuesday of every month. Make sure you subscribe so you receive them as they come out and share it with your friends. And thanks always to Paul Amlin, our 3TC producer for his work. We hope you have a great week, a great month, a great start to the year. God bless you in your work and in your conversations and in all that you are called to do. We'll see you the next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.